2: You're listening to another brand new episode of Music Sucks with me, your host, Eddie Aaron Herster, and we have made it, you guys. This is episode number 30. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting this podcast and the Zima Podcasting Network. It really means a lot to me and Graham. Uh, And because of this milestone, we are going to do uh, episode number four For the STS series, where I basically blabber with a guest about a band that we both like, and this week's guest uh, returning to the podcast is Anthony from Yearless. It was awesome to have him uh, back on the show. I really enjoyed this episode, and the band that we STS about—is that how you say it? Uh, The band that we uh, uh, shot the shit about. was none other than Blink-182. I am a very huge fan of this band. Uh, Anthony is, too, so it was really great to dive deep into Blink-182's history and their catalog. But before we get to it, if you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the Zima Podcasting Network. That is where you'll find other awesome podcasts such as Monsters at Midnight, The Conspiracy Guru, and The Graham Zima Show. To listen to these and to subscribe to the network, be sure to go to ZimaPodcastingNetwork.com. Also, be sure to tap those like and follow buttons on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the network on iTunes, and you can listen to all the shows on Spotify as well. Just search Zima Podcasting Network. So, without further ado, sit back, turn this up to 11, and enjoy my chat about Blink 182 with Anthony from Yearless. All right, you're listening to Music Sucks. I am sitting here with uh, returning guest Anthony Hagen, singer of The Yearless. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You're I thank you for First of all, thank you for having me over in your new Milwaukee apartment. It's very nice. Uh, and I know you've been living down here recently, so yeah. how have you been liking living in the city? I
1: like it. I okay. like it a lot. Yeah. Cool. Lots to do.
2: Uh, that's good, <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, there's always lots to do So, um, and thank you for coming on this I guess my, I guess we could call it a milestone episode You're episode number 30 You're also one of the other You're like the second returning guest too And so in honor of this reaching 30 episodes We are going to do uh, the latest installment of the STS series uh, STS of course stands for Shoot the Shit And by that, that means we're going to basically uh, Shoot the shit about a band that uh, You know, me and a guest like for However long we feel like it, and today we are choosing to STS about Blink 182. So I guess uh, before we jump into the topics, start with how you got into the band. Like, did you get into them before the reunion, uh, after the reunion, I, after? Or just yeah, just start where your first memory of Blink comes from.
1: Yeah, I actually got into them after the reunion. Um, it was back in like 2000. Nine. It was right before like my sophomore year of high school. Okay. Um. I just had a friend. We were on a trip together, and uh, he had some Blink on his um iPod. Okay. And I was just you know just scrolling through his iPod, and I found him, and I listened to him, and I was like, oh wait, this sounds like super familiar. Like, right. Yeah. I remember yeah. this from like back in the day, and then yeah, it's also like. Similar to all these other bands that I was super into at the time, like mm-hmm. you know Green Day, Fall Out Boy, yeah, all that, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into them. And then after that, I uh, got home from that trip and went on YouTube and basically just like <laughs> binged their entire catalog.
2: Same, <laughs> can relate. <laughs> yeah, that's actually how I got into Blink too. I got into them in high school as well. It was, uh, it was actually my first like first my first real introduction to Blink was that Grammy announcement or that reunion like at the Grammys, where they yeah. came back after Travis's playing Crash and they were just like, yeah, we're going to be back and just like, okay, why is this a big deal? And then I saw the, well <laughs> and then they had like a, like a reunion tour, like promo or a <clears throat> commercial or whatever. And I, you know, they're, you know, cl- they're clips of what's my age again, all the small things, first date, like all popped up and it's just like, oh, I remember all the small things from back yeah. then, but I didn't, I yeah, but like you, I didn't put two and two
0: Mm -hmm. Together
2: And then I got way more into Blink when Neighborhoods came out. Or like around the same time when Neighborhoods came out.
1: I remember like right before Neighborhoods came out, my, because basically most of the people in my like little friend group that we had in high school, which Mm. are now like, you know, people that I'm in a band with. Yeah. (laughs) uh, (laughs) We were all just super stoked about that album coming out. And I remember uh, a few weeks before the album came out, it had leaked online.
2: That's right, it did.
1: And I couldn't really uh, stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was like, I was just like, I remember thinking like, I hope this is good. Like, right. I hope this holds up. Mm-hmm. Even though like, I just got into this band, like, not that long ago. I actually like, uh, when they first announced their reunion, and they did the tour, um, I still wasn't like into them at that time yeah same. and I just remember all my friends were like super stoked about uh, like blink was back and right. going on oh, this yeah, big tour. Mm-hmm. and I was like so just oblivious to I was like okay right no yeah no yeah, same, same was, with me yeah exactly yeah
2: yeah that's funny you mentioned the neighborhoods elite because I forgot that that was a thing um but yeah so I guess as long as we're on the topic of uh, live shows and whatnot we can talk we can jump right into the first uh topic that i have here which is dvds and live shows they only have one live album but it's undeniably a great live album
1: i would say you would say it's the best okay (laughs) i i i'm with (laughs) you on that it's yeah it's in my
2: you know it's definitely my it's like my probably my second favorite live album of all time i'm only behind you know, bullet in the bible yeah. but i talked about that on the very first SES episode so, so let's That's jump good. right into this one so yeah the live record they have out is called the mark tom and travis show uh subtitled the enema strikes back it's the only live album uh it's not only the only yeah like i said it's not only the only live album with tom it's the only live album ever and this was yeah and this was released back in 2000 in 2000 The recordings took place in November of '99, so like a whole year beforehand. So they were on the Enema tour still, um, and this was like you know Enema had come out probably the summer before, and Blink was like blowing up.
1: Yeah, it was like it was yeah it was the tour that they were doing to support support Enema's release.
2: Yeah, Um, the live album was produced by the late great Jerry Finn, as was basically all the albums. Uh, pre, uh, you know pre hiatus or yeah, breakup or whatever you call it yeah um, and then it features the new track the at the time new track man overboard um, which is a you know great single if y'all haven't heard it what the fuck's wrong with you and then um, fun fact about this the the fun thing about this record is until it got repressed to vinyl there was only like a certain amount I think it was only like a million copies in existence of the CD. So when I got, when I actually found a copy of the CD in like 2014 at a record store, I was just like, I have a piece of history, but then yeah. I, but then I continued to find it in record stores later. But um, re-listening to this live album for the first time, and I told you this, I was listening to a bunch of Blink beforehand, This it's the first time i listened to Blink albums all the way through in months, yeah. I mean five months. I forgot how fun the live album is, and I forgot how fun the banter uh, between Mark and Todd, or, you know, it features a bunch of banter, a classic, like, banter that they've, like, basically trademarked at this
1: point. Oh, definitely. I think that's, in my opinion, that is what puts it at the top of my list for, like, live albums, Mm -hmm. is just how fun, not just the songs are, and how, kind of, the changes that they make to some of the songs, Mm -hmm. but also just in between each song just the you know classic right like, banter mm-hmm.
2: and not only the banter in between but there's all these fucking hidden tracks of all the <laughs> joke songs with titles that i can't really say on here but they're all you know like it's you can say family
1: reunion
2: like well family reunion family reunion's not a hidden track though that's like that's actually the first introduction i think that's the first introduction to family reunion too. Mm-hmm. the song it's for those of you that don't know and if you don't know by now you're you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> Blink's known for joke songs, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, they were one of the first, definitely the first pop punk band to put joke songs. Even, I mean, we're talking about, you know, Family Reunion, which is just the seven dirty words in 40 seconds. Yep. But even songs before that, like on Cheshire Cat, where they have uh, Depends, Benoit <laughs> Balls, uh, or even like in Dude Ranch, where there's um, like the un- untitled track, well, at least at the end of it or like, um, oh, yeah, all like the, Voyeur or whatever, you yeah. know, all like the, all of like the basically crude songs, or even like the bonus tracks off and of take off those limited editions of Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's, <laughs> those, that's their
1: staple. I, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but, um, I was watching like an interview mm-hmm. and they said that, um, they were, when they were recording Take Off Your Pants, mm-hmm. they had like, you know, studio executives and yeah. stuff coming mm-hmm. in. And like checking their progress for this album. And the only songs that they showed them were the joke songs. (laughs) songs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I can picture studio executives shaking their heads being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, they're like, Um, we we
1: can't, we can't, we can't release this. And then I'm sure they were just
2: like, all right, just fuck with you, here's the rest of the record. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so counteracting, not counteracting, but like coinciding with. Uh, the Mark Town and Travis Show. The first DVD they have two out. The first DVD is the Urethra Chronicles, mm-hmm. and the second ones you know Urethra Chronicles Part Two. Have you what, seen those DVDs before?
1: I actually, right before you know getting ready for this, mm-hmm. I found them on YouTube and okay. I watched through them before. I had only seen like, you know, I'd seen clips, right. Same. taken from mostly from uh, the second. DVD. Okay, yeah. Um. But I did, yeah, I did watch through them for, like, the first time this week. Right. In full.
0: hmm
2: So, yeah, uh, with the Urethra Chronicles, okay. I only have, I have the first one, but I don't, I have yet to find the second one on DVD, but I, I, but just like you, I've seen both of those documentaries in full on, like, YouTube, and that's actually what got me more into the back catalog of blank because, you know, Urethra Chronicles 1 was basically pre, uh, pre Yeah,
0: and
2: you know, Urethra Chronicles Two is basically take off your pants and jacket era. Yeah, which um, so I guess for the Urethra Chronicles DVD, the it was directed by Blink's manager Rick De, Rick Devoe and also Jeffrey uh, Modal. And not only is it a documentary, and also to keep in mind with this documentary, it's like the first time people have met. Uh, Travis Barker for the first time because like 99 was the year that he joined or 98 was the year that he joined or something uh, like that
1: I think 99 okay I could be wrong it might I think it no actually 98 I think is right. when he actually joined
2: okay yet. sure so like people got to know Travis a little more people got to see a little bit of Making of the Enema but it's basically a bunch of antics that are super gold um, and then you read the Chronicles 2 you know Take Off Your Pants and Jacket comes out well the read the Chronicles 2 was uh, directed by uh, Matthew Chesney and Jeffrey Jeffrey Moyle again and then uh, Mark Cheetah Steinberger and yeah this was this, the Aretha Chronicles 2 is basically recorded around the time Take Off Your Pants and Jack was blowing up because you know mm-hmm. before before California came out Take Off Your Pants was the first blink record to go to number one yep. and at that time the only blink record to go to number one yep. uh, Rock Show was blowing up, First State was blowing up, uh, no pun intended Stay Together for the Kids was blowing up and we can talk about that with the Greatest Hits thing. Well, there's they, they actually, that's one of the things I want to talk about in, in the documentary for Year 3 Chronicles 2. They show the making of Stay Together for the Kids, mm-hmm. like the video, and the weird part about that is the first day they shot it was September 10th, 2001. Jeez. And they were going to go back in the next day to redo some couple of edits and then, you know, September 11th happened. And so they basically had to. I don't know if they had to redo the whole video, but they had to do spe- like redo specific parts because it just showed buildings, you know, yeah. falling down and whatnot. I think in the original cut that I looked up online, there's like it actual there's actual footage of like a wrecking ball going into a building. Yeah. And rewatching, you know, the Chronicles 2, it's weird to put that in perspective. I mean, we're recording this on the 14th of September, and it's like, you know, 9-11 happened 17 years at this point, but like it's just still it had to have been very bizarre
1: oh yeah in that moment something it like something like that that had such like a ripple effect yeah and even like you know the pop punk music world Mm -hmm. of um you know more bands even than Blink-182 were affected oh absolutely uh that as far as what they put out afterwards
2: right absolutely um so yeah that that's a very, that was one of my favorite parts of the documentary another favorite part of my documentary that i can remember uh, they i don't know if this was people's like first introduction to newfound glory but there's a segment where they because they t- i guess they must have took newfound glory on tour during the take Off the of Pants and jacket thing so that would mean the self-titled newfound glory was coming out and i guess they were direct either direct support or they were opening up for blink and that the Aretha Chronicles 2 is actually how I got into Newfound Glory. Okay. Because sincerely me was was like the song that they featured in the DVD. And I I had seen the documentary on YouTube so many goddamn times and I could not I didn't know who the band was. I really liked the song. I still really like that song. And so I and they like play a clip of the chorus, so I had to type into google so can't you see you're seeing less of me darling like in google search and that song pops up and I'm just like oh that is the song and that's actually how i got an evaluate right on. so if it weren't for blink then it would not be for if it were for blink then i would not have found other uh pop pop, pop punk bands that were actually influenced by them okay. so yeah uh i guess we can jump into the next topic that i have which is compilation i'm For this one, I usually do compilations, but since Blink technically only has one, I thought it'd be fun to include, you know, the demos, or at least the well-known demos. So I guess we could just start with the the Greatest Hits record. So if y'all don't know by now, the Greatest Hits Blink record came out a year, or about like a couple months after Blink announced that they were going on, you know, indefinite hiatus or whatever. So Blink basically breaks up. And so all the songs are from Cheshire Cat to Untitled. And then on this Greatest Hits record, they include Man Overboard. Like, they include that song for the first... Not the first time, but, like, they include that because it was, you know, a popular single. And then they also include uh, Not Now, which is... um, If I remember right, I think it was originally a... It was was a b-side to the Untitled sessions, but I forget which single it was on. And then a cover of Another Girl and Another... Another Planet which was originally by The Only Ones and that actually served as the theme song to do you remember when Travis Barker had that reality show was the Barkers yeah, that, was the the it them- it. that cover was the theme song Yeah. so um, so when talking about a Greatest Hits record and I, be- as I've be- become more of a music snob I, I'm not a giant fan of when gra- I, I am actually gravitated towards compilations and Greatest Hits where the track list is not the single release order yeah, which is exactly what this greatest hits record is. Yeah, you know, um, but this one I'm okay with just because, like, I don't know. Blink already takes a lot of time in sequencing their studio records, so I, I, I understand why they would do that. So, do you? Um, I guess, what are your thoughts on like this greatest hits record, like as a compilation?
1: Um. I mean, it's it's exactly what you know you would expect it to be. I guess, it's, right? You know, it's just their most popular songs, their right. quote unquote greatest hits. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so with and actually going back to the to uh, not now and and the another girl another planet cover, I talked about this on the first STS where I did Green Day and we touched on international super hits,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: on that compilation, it, you know, its single release order. But, you know, Maria and Pop Rocks and Coke are, right, like, right up front. Mm-hmm. So, do you think... Look, like, thinking about it now, do you think that the greatest hits, thi- that this, this blank greatest hits would be, like, good if those two songs were up front, or should they have stayed,
1: like, towards the end? For not now, the I mean, end. They're and, covered. Yeah, they're covered. Um, I could see the cover being moved higher up. Okay. In the album order... But I think, I don't know, I just like Not Now as, like, a closer to a greatest hit. I agree. Especially, like, after mm-hmm. the fact that they've, at the time they put it out, they, they definitely broken up. Broken it seems up. like they are, like, Broken dumb. up, yeah. And I feel like that song is just, like, a nice end cap. Sure, yeah. And it, uh, I also think it ties, um, I guess, like, if you're looking at everything in, like, release order... It ties together really well with the opener for Neighborhoods: Ghosts on the Dance oh. They're kind of like I, I've, I'm just getting this all off like a YouTube comment or something. No, that's like, that you that, you that can makes sense. Like yeah, look at them as two different perspectives of the same story. Mm-hmm.
2: That's an interesting thought because I always thought of Neighborhoods as a continuation of all the, of the, of the. Of the at least two of the side projects that they had. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Which we can talk about those when we get to it. But that now that you bring that up, that is a very interesting point. And I was actually... No, I wasn't listening to Not Now. I was listening to Esthenia, which actually... same <laughs> Sort of the same intro. Because yeah, exactly. that's off yeah. untitled. But, yeah. I guess just now thinking about it, I could see Not Now being up front and having that work if the track list was single order but, like, backwards. Mm-hmm. Or like if you know single release order, but like albums from like Untitled back to Cheshire Cat instead of Cheshire Cat to Untitled. So I don't know, just a little random thought. Um, and then we get into the demos. They have one big one, and actually two before it that people actually know. So the the before the big one, they had Blink recorded at the time. They were still Blink when they actually they were called blink when they recorded all three of these yeah initially so the first one being Swatter, uh, second one being demo just called demo two which is apparently very long looking at the track listing yeah um, and then uh, you know the big one is is Buddha which everyone knows that yeah. you know that that's like the only public demo
1: and that's like the most as far as like these three demos Buddhas like the most official release yeah like
2: mm-hmm. that's had like the most official yeah that has had the most official release. Um, even though some songs are interchangeable, on the other, I'm seeing that Flyswatter has uh, Reebok commercial uh, time, which is actually on Buddha uh, Demo Two. Has a bunch of uh, Cheshire Cat and Buddha tracks like TV. Dege- actually, no, Degenerate's a Branch track, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, untitled. Like- um, <laughs> I always, I always mess up saying it. Marlboro Man. Marlboro Man. Yeah, that is on both. Yeah, it's both on demos yeah, was, two and, and Fly Okay. Yeah.
2: And then Fly also has a really awesome no effects cover with the longest line. Yeah. So yeah. Um. And then yeah, with with Buddha, they basically took. Uh, it looks like a majority of songs from demo two and put those mixed in some songs that would later be on Cheshire Cats, So like you know, Carousel is technically where Buddha or Buddha was technically where carousel is on. Uh, Same thing with Romeo and Rebecca, and Toasted Bananas and whatnot. Uh, So, kind of, what are your thoughts about listening to those, these early two, Swatter and Demo Two? (laughs) It's interesting, isn't it?
1: It is. It's very like. I don't know. Of course, it's the. A lot of it's the. You know, self-recording technology at the time was not what we're used to today. It's a little tough at times. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's still, like... You know, there's still a lot of nostalgia in the songs. Right. That kind of make you not think about that. Right. No, and it's
2: also also really interesting where, um, like, some of these... er, Like, all these songs, like, you go back even further. And like I mentioned, like, you know, Reebok Commercial or, like... uh, point of view you know those saw and time those are on Buddha so listening to even earlier recordings of that is trippy as fuck yeah um, same thing you know with songs on demo too cause like I can basically pick off which ones were on Buddha and which ones are and then those would be on Cheshire Cat what are your thoughts and I, I've had an opinion about Buddha for. I mean it goes without saying Buddha is probably the easiest to listen to yeah and it's uh, you know without even saying that it's the most well known what are your thoughts about Buddha versus Cheshire Cat? Because I have an opinion about those two, and we'll get more into rankings later, but...
1: I mean, they're very, I guess, for me, they're super similar. Mm. They're, you know, they have a lot of the same... A lot of the same, what are your... What are
2: your so my, my opinion that I've had for the longest time is that I actually prefer Buddha over Cheshire Cat.
0: Really?
2: Uh, and that's only from a production standpoint. Because the drums on Cheshire Cat, even though it's, like, their first, like, bigger budget of recording, I think, and I know that Buddha was probably... I think Buddha was recorded in Scott Rainer, their original drummer, like, Scott's bedroom or something like that. The drums just sound better on Buddha. And, and like, the... And also the structures in some of the songs on Buddha sound better, I think. Because, like, if I had to pick... Uh, my favorite version of Carousel, Buddha, or Cheshire Cat, I prefer Buddha. Is... Because that's how they play it live, too. Like, they... Like, Mark just goes into
1: the bass line. Yeah. Right away. Yeah, that's... Does Cheshire Cat have, like, the longer intro for it? Yeah, that has, like,
2: the extended intro. And it also has the... Um... Yeah, extended intro. And then it also has different uh, versions of... Basically half of... Uh... Cheshire cat at this point, but yeah, I just think that Cheshire cat production-wise is just better. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm probably in the minority of that ranking, uh, but that's just my opinion, and we're allowed to have them. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's a fair opinion. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so I guess the next topic we can talk about is um, well, actually, let's jump back to the live things first, as we were talking about this before recording. You and you might have mentioned this on the episode you did with the Yearless Boys. You saw them with Tom. Yeah. And I've only seen them once with with Matt, with Matt Skiba, who you know, you know, famously from Alkaline Trio. Um, you know, I saw them three days after California came out when they played Summerfest. Mm-hmm. When did you see them with Tom?
1: I saw them with Tom back in two thousand. 10? Okay. It's either 2010 or 2011. Sure. Uh, they were. It was when they were on the Honda Civic tour. Okay. I know which. Uh, I know who yeah, you're talking My about. My Chemical Romance and.
2: Against Me was on some of the dates, right? It
1: wasn't Against Me, but yeah. A um, rancid. No? no. No. Manchester Orchestra. Manchester Orchestra. Yeah.
2: Okay. Sure. What? So. Tell me what that was like, because I I have a friend of mine that saw them. Back when they first got back together. Yeah. on that initial reunion tour and at that time he didn't know how big of a deal it was
1: <laughs> <laughs> i uh i was just so stoked about just being able to see blake because mm-hmm. i had been you know basically a diehard fan of this band for like two years at this point mm-hmm. and they'd been back together and since their reunion they had like not been back through the area. Right. So as soon as they announced it, I was, like, online, like, yeah. tickets bought. <laughs> right. I was there. Um, yeah, it was just, like, just the experience of seeing mm-hmm. them live for the first time for me was, it was really great. I They played, uh, like, a lot of, because Neighborhoods hadn't come out yet at okay. this point. Uh, but they did play a lot of new songs off of neighborhoods sure that they had either, you know, they had released some, I think, tracks. I know that record.
2: Up All Night was, like, the first one and yeah. then After Midnight came after.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I actually think at this point After Midnight wasn't even released as a single yet. Really? But they had played it live. Okay. And I was just so excited for that song. That's cool. And still to this day, that's, like, one of my favorite. Not even just songs off Neighborhood, like, that's one like of my favorite, of my favorite songs.
2: songs. No, yeah, I get you. And we can talk about neighborhoods when we get to the oh, final yeah. ranking segment. Um, I have a lot to say. I know you do. Um, <laughs> I have a lot to say. Well, not really a lot to say, but you can say a lot. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so wh- when when did you see them with Skibo? Was it at the Summerfest show as well?
1: It or? was that same tour, but I saw them in Minnesota. Okay. I don't know why. Did you see them when they were but,
2: touring with the Data Remember? Yes. Or, okay. yep. So you saw them on that official tour. See, when they played Summerfest, it was literally three days before uh, California came out. Yeah. Or not before, uh, after. So, because, yeah. yeah, California came out July 1st of 2016, and they played July 4th. It was still fun. And to be honest, as a guy that hadn't seen Blake before, I was just excited to see Blake. Yeah, exactly. Um, like it's- and I also, and my thoughts on, I can just get these out of the way right now, my thoughts about California... I feel like I'm the only one that defends that record. No, oh, I
1: defend that record, Okay, good.
2: Too. Thank you. Because, well, but here's, here's my thing. When Skiba, like I said, Skiba, you know, had, you know, a long history with Alkaline Trio, you know, prior to That's That's his band. You know, when Tom quit or got fired or whatever, I don't know, that whole thing's a fucking mess in itself. But when that whole debacle happened and when they played, they only played like three shows with Skiba before they started working on music... I saw clips of it online. It was weird, yeah, for me to hear. It still is kind of weird for me to hear Skiba sing Tom songs. I mean, as cool as it was to see them live, it was just weird. But when Cal, when "Born to Death" came out, which was the first uh, California single, I was just like, okay, they can continue to write music, and there's songs off of California that I will bop every so often. Oh yeah, you know, Um, my only beef about seeing them. And you probably got more. You probably got like half of the California record when you saw them. But I only. But you know, California was still so new. Mm-hmm. They literally only played Board to Death and the two joke
1: songs. Really. Yep. Yeah, we got a lot more California. Right. When we saw them, I know they played like Kings of the Weekend. They played. Obviously, they played like Bored to Death. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the joke songs. Okay. Uh, Else they, they probably played like "She's Out of Her Mind" in Los Angeles. Uh, and yep, sober Los Angeles. They played "She's Out of Her Mind." I'm pretty sure they
2: played. See, that's what I was hoping would happen because yeah. then Milwaukee would have gotten exclusive. Yeah. You know, but true. I, but Mark apparently like they had gotten complaints on Twitter before, um, you know that show, and Mark was just like, "We planned out this set list before California came out. We're sticking to this set list. We we're working on you know the newer." So we're working in the newer songs, yeah. you know. Just, just come out and see us this time. And it's like, well, I fucking can't because I don't really want to travel outside of Milwaukee. But, um, yeah. So I, 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 hope I get to see them with Tom one day, or maybe I'll get to see Andrews and everyone, so I can actually see how Tom is live. But I don't know.
0: I,
1: it's, I, it's, I don't know. It you, you watch videos online, mm-hmm. and it's like. You know for i guess this goes kind of for both like tom and matt. and matt you watch videos online and you're like oh it's not you know it doesn't sound great right or whatever but when you're there live it sounds excellent it sounds amazing right and
2: that's just the power of like video versus actual experience yeah too. exactly yeah um i also want to say you've got the better openers because all because all time low is the only openers. no all-time low and direct hit open for them at Summerfest but I missed out on direct hit and didn't realize they were there until after all-time low played So
1: it's <laughs> just like fuck um, yeah we got all-american rejects that's right they were on that
2: tour I too remember. Oh, I would have loved to have seen all that fucking bill dang oh well um, so kind of going back to um, the previous segment that I skipped over but I like talking about life stuff so, so I have down here um, this is kind of a newer segment that I well not newer I did this on every STS except for the first one because we I didn't think of it until just now so I like to talk about favorite singles and favorite beat cuts do you have one of each and how hard was it for you to choose a favorite beat cut because <laughs> it's uh, difficult for me man I'm thinking about what I wrote down right now and I'm thinking of like 20 other ones swirling through my brain right now
1: I know I'm gonna say something for both of these and then like later be like oh I forgot yeah. about it <laughs> favorite single Is probably probably feeling this. Okay. Just because I like that, that's just like a fun, just like sure. Lots of energy. Sure. Then again, that's like most right but I don't know. That one just has like a different, just like it's right. It's kind of as far as like other songs on the self-titled album. It's a good mix of, like, that sound with their older sound. Their older sound, yeah. Um, Favorite deep cut.
2: I know that, and going back, like, to tack on to your point about feeling this, there's a reason why they play that song live. Because it's just a good... Oh, yeah. Not only is it a good album opener, but it is a good, you know, concert opener, which was, you know, that's how they opened the show that I saw them at.
1: Yeah, I think it's... They have probably two of the best concert opener songs. I think I know
2: the second one. I was you, feeling this and Dumpweed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dumpweed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Because I, I know that that's what they opened with when they first reunited.
1: Yeah, I think I want to say when I saw with Tom, they opened with Dumpweed. Okay. feeling this was like, if S- not, right, right after that, yeah, right kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of just switched those back I, and forth. I know that with
2: like live videos that I saw them like when they first got back together they basically did oh hello car horn oh well I don't know if they'll pick it up but okay there we go Stop. stopped <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know that the some of the live videos that I saw where they like first got back together with Tom they basically did dump weed and then feeling this right after yeah so that that makes all the sense in the world why they would choose to do that Well, I guess while you're looking up your favorite D cut, I can talk about my favorite single. So my favorite single is Josie, and it's not an obvious choice, but that's what I like about it, and sometimes, I guess some people forget that that was a single, and it's also probably my favorite Blink music video now that I'm thinking about it. Um, But I just like that, but the reason why it's my favorite single is I just like how it's very. You know, it's off of Dude Ranch, which you know, uh, I love that record to death, and everyone and anyone that knows me knows that. But like the fact that Josie is a single, in my opinion, is kind of a ballsy move because it didn't have to be a single. Yeah, it honestly didn't. If they only put out Damn It as a single, like that would have been fine. But like Josie is just a really good song, high energy. You know, I guess teenage love song. If you want to talk about it, he because Hoppus basically describes the perfect girl for bringing in, you know, Mexican food from Sombrero's <laughs> just because... Oh, well. Hopefully I won't get sued for singing that lyric. All right. All
1: right. So, gosh, I'm just going through, like, all their albums and seeing all the...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's hard. It's hard to It choose. is really hard. Um, I am going to go with Reckless Abandoned as probably
2: oh. my favorite. Okay,
1: sure. Uh, yeah, even though it's a song they still play live, yeah. mm-hmm. I think I also really like that about it. Right. Is that they play it live? Angels and Airwaves used to play it live. That's right, they did. It's a song that's you can tell is very you know near and dear to them. Them, they, it's just a good, fun like it is. song about you know coming of age and mm-hmm. listening to punk rock music. Right. it's just you know it's a very relatable track.
2: It's really cool that you, yeah, because they played Reckless Abandon when I saw them with Skiba, and it sounded good. Um, I I enjoyed that they played it because you know that pleases the deep cut fans, even though like you said they they play it. You know, that's like the big deep cut that they play. Yeah, probably that or I don't even think I don't think Dumpweed's considered a deep cut, is it? I
1: don't
2: consider it. I don't consider it a deep cut
0: only because it's on Enema, and that's like the big. Record, True.
1: So. Um. I mean, they play. A lot of, especially when I saw them with uh, Skiba, the most like most recent time that I saw them, mm-hmm. they play a lot of songs from Enema that were like deep, deep cuts. cuts. Oh yeah, because so, distant Terry
2: Gary's been in that set list since forever.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like they played. Maybe not when I saw them. Maybe I just saw a video. They played like they played like Wendy Clear. They've played, yeah, Dysentery Gary. Sure. Yeah, they just play a lot of deep cuts off Enema. So, yeah, I would agree that it's on Enema, so it's kind of not, you know.
2: And you brought up when you cleared, that's actually on the live record. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. Yeah, So, think about that for a second. When that live record came out, they only had three records at that point. So, basically, three quarters of Enema was being played and, like, you know, a good chunk of D-Ranch... And maybe I can't remember what other songs off Carousel are on that besides or off carousel, Cheshire Cat are on that besides Carousel.
1: I think it might just be, might just be that yeah. if that
2: uh,
1: Or
2: no, wait. Hmm. Do they play M No, they did not play M They have they don't that's like a deep cut that I wish that they would play oh, more. Yeah. I mean it's not that's not even a deep cut either, but like that's probably my favorite song off of well that and wasting time are like my two favorites off of. Cheshire. Off of Cheshire? Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to look at the Cheshire cat track list because I'm probably going to – I can hear it in my head to Peggy Sue because that's on that's the on live record is Peggy Sue.
1: Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Ooh,
2: I got it. Um, it, But anyway, going back to what your uh, choice of deep cut is, it's funny you mention that because my favorite deep cut that I wrote down is Every Time I Look For You, which is the track that goes, you know, yeah. like – that reckless abandon goes into i just really like it because it's very um you know i mean like all other Blink songs and especially off that record you know take Out Your pants and jacket has like hit like hits for days on that like even the deep cuts could have been you know singles in their own right but every time i look for you i love the complexity of the music even though it sounds very simple because when you listen to Travis Parker's drums on that that takes skill okay. oh, yeah. to play that you know even just like all the little drum fills and that and that goes on the whole record too like that and the lyrics and the, those lyrics actually like you know are very relatable they were very relatable to me the first time I you know listened to that record and it's just always like stuck because that you know the vocal melody like all the vocal melodies in that are just like you know catchy and they stick to your head and also the i guess you could call it the breakdown in that song where it's like before the last chorus like i think that's just one of the coolest and heaviest fucking things blink has ever done um so yeah that's pretty cool um so i guess we and you t- so you touched on the band angels and heroes before i i figured we could talk about the, the side projects that blink has had yeah um well, first let me ask you this Do you consider International Memories A side project? Yeah Okay
0: Oh Yeah
2: Alright Just because I didn't know Because, you know That's basically Tom's Focus now But
1: Well Yeah But,
2: like, you know It That's because Tom You know that's last to, to, well, Tom is in it,
1: Is it his focus now, though? Because, like uh, When was the he, last time They released he,
2: Uh, 24 Well, I mean, they released two EPs at this point, but their last album was Dreamwalker, which I actually really liked. Dreamwalker when it came out. Apparently, they're working on new music again, with the you know the lineup that happened before you know Tom basically before Dreamwalker came out. Which I hope that continues to I hope that progress is being made. Tom just needs to stop sharing all these updates on Instagram. Yeah, it's because it's kind of like. It's kind of making fans upset. That, yeah, that's the most so, frustrating thing yeah. about
1: it, is he'll just be like, hey, I'm working on, you know, two movies yeah. and a new album and, and he won't all say this stuff.
2: And the only thing that he'll talk about is the alien thing. Yeah, that, and, 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 and he's and looking That aliens. school or whatever. Yeah, that's basically the thing that he... Fund,
1: fund my spaceship.
2: Yeah, that's actually, that's like the only thing he goes into detail on, which is kind
1: of... Yeah, it's you know, fun. I
2: mean, I, 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 I respect, you know, his... Beliefs or whatever, but I sometimes the way that he just uses social media is just fucking stupid,
1: yeah, (laughs) in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if many Tom DeLong rant here in the middle of this podcast, I know it's just like he, I don't know.
2: That Rogan episode was hard to listen to. (laughs) That, that, That episode where he was on Joe Rogan and basically promoted his that school that he that Strange Time school was just like, I felt I. I, I haven't listened to it since because it's really hard but I was I, I listened to the whole thing thinking that Joe Rogan would try to steer in the direction of music at some point mm-hmm. and just talk about music but you know Rogan being Rogan you know talk about aliens for an hour 45 minutes that's something Tom can do easily oh, yeah. but he also could have talked about music for you know half of that time also easily so I don't know
1: yeah and that's like that's another reason I'm like a big. I guess defender of not just California, but just Skiba in the band in general, Mm -hmm. because things actually get done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, yeah, I I get that. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. They were before Tom left. They were. They put back together for like six years. Yeah. They've reunited for like Mm -hmm. six years. We got one album and one EP. One EP.
2: Which dogs eating dogs? I to talk about that for a little bit. I re-listened to some tracks off of that.
1: It's good. Oh, I love that. EP. It's really fucking good. And it's... it's. I feel like even more than, like, you mentioned Neighborhoods being, mm-hmm. like, a good mix of, like, their old side projects mm-hmm. all kind of come together. I think, like, Dogs Eating Dogs is, like, the perfect example of that. Because you have tracks that have, like, an Angels and Airwaves vibe. You have, like... Uh, you know plus, you know, 44, plus vibe. 44 vibe you get like travis you know his hip-hop side project oh yeah kind of influence in there mm-hmm. and that's that's just a great ep I but agree. still like it's an ep and like an album and one tour that was like outside of california or two tours mm-hmm. that were like outside of california yeah and in, and like, one, the three years one, that Skiba has been in the band...
2: They have done probably three or four tours. They've released California and released a deluxe edition of it. Yeah. Which, which basically, basically could have been... Could have
1: been its own
2: EP. Or own album, really.
1: And yeah. they're working on...
2: They're so, more. Yeah, they're working on way
1: more. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm just... just like, agree. It's, so yeah, Tom can Tom can find his aliens. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, do you have do you have a
2: favorite uh, Angels and Airwaves like album or song or anything like that though? Do you? I'm assuming you're an Angels and Airwaves fan.
1: I I do like Angels and Airwaves. Okay. I haven't listened to their newest album, admittedly. That's fine. Um, <laughs>
2: Dream Dreamwalker is actually a really good. I think it deserves at least like one listen. Oh
1: but, yeah, no. It's not I, I really am a big fan of. All their other albums. Uh, we don't need a whisper. Probably, probably my favorite. I Empire is my favorite. We
2: don't need to whisper is a very close second, though.
1: It's really hard because I like I think about them and I'm like, oh, maybe that one, maybe Love Part One is my favorite. Right. Maybe I Empire. I don't, you know, it's right. They're all really good. albums. They are all really good.
2: It, I actually, it took me a little bit to get into Angels and Airwaves just because, like, I was against you know, Blink members not sounding like Blink, even though I, (laughs) even though I got into Boxcar Racer and Plus 44, like, easily, but, like, for some strange reason, I did not want to listen to Angels, but then a buddy of mine, uh, shout out to Tim, he played me Secret Crowds, which is off by Empire, and I was just like, this is fucking
1: insane. I think I actually listened to Angels and Airwaves before I listened to Blink, really Um, not like not like in depth like I heard Everything's Magic I think was the first Angel song I heard maybe it was The Adventure
2: one of those two one of those two
1: Um, I heard it the first time I'm like oh this song's like that's a really good song I'll have to remember this like you Mm -hmm. know check them out later and then I got into Blink and I like you know found out you know oh Tom DeLonge is also the lead singer of you know Angels and Airwaves Mm -hmm. I'm like oh that like really inspirational band is the same guy who sings about you know fucking dogs yeah basically
2: (laughs) no yeah you're absolutely right Um, I guess kind of keeping in track with because I just brought up the two other ones Uh, so you know when Blink was still well no one of these side projects was when Blink was together and then one the other formed around the same time as Angels and Airwaves so Boxcar Racer and Plus 44 are the other two side projects that they had Boxcar was Tom and Travis Mm -hmm. Plus 44 was Mark and Travis can you pick between the two, like a favorite, like a favorite because I actually do have a favorite.
0: Plus
1: forty four,
2: my man.
0: Plus forty four is my favorite.
1: Of Thank any you. Of the side pro- like, Thank you, sir. I. We just high fived in case that that annoying sound picked up. <laughs> I would I would even say, from like in my personal opinion, I would put plus forty four on like a very even rank score with Blink one eighty two itself. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah, I really. Even though they only have like the one album, when only, yeah, when your
2: heart stops beating is the only record that they have.
1: Yeah, but I it, it's just an amazing album all the mm-hmm. way through. Like I oh, can I, put I, that I, on easy. and just like not skip a single track.
2: That's my favorite too. That's that's the difference between that and the Boxcar Racer record. For, because the Boxcar Racer record, don't get me wrong. Oh no! Is yeah, beautiful. But there are tracks off that record that I don't really need to listen to it. Whereas like you know play any track off of When Your Heart Stops Beating, I can sit down and just, like, listen to any of those tracks, like, all day long. And yeah. actually, I put Plus 44 above Angels and Airwaves any day of the week Absolutely, as yeah. well, even though Angels and Airwaves is still, like, a thing, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> yeah, but, but I'm also more of... I've, I'm also, the thinking about it now, I'm more attracted to uh, Hoppus's style of writing compared to... Tom's... I mean, you know, Boxcar and Angels and Airways aside, like, I feel like Mark is just a really really good songwriter. Like, the stuff that he writes about comes very naturally for him. Not Absolutely. saying that the stuff... Not the, not saying that Tom's stuff doesn't come naturally to him, yeah. but it just feels very naturally emotional, if that makes
1: sense. Yeah, you. yeah, for sure. No, I, I definitely agree. I'm a, a big Mark Hoppus fan, mm-hmm. and i just i definitely agree that his his songwriting uh lyricism in general yeah lyricism for sure is uh you know even even back in like the early days when they were writing a lot of you know joke or like less serious songs yeah i feel like Hoppus always had a more mark was the funnier one
2: yeah i'm gonna make a bold scene right now saying (laughs) mark was the funnier one come at me internet um but yeah
1: yeah no i definitely um even back then, I, I always just preferred the Mark songs to... I mean, outside of the singles, really, most of the Blink I listen to are, like, Mark-centric songs.
2: Right. And that goes back to, you know, my choices for favorite single of Deep Cut. You know, Josie and Every Time I look for You were both yep. Mark songs. And funnily enough, I think until all the small things came out, the only singles that Blink put out had Mark singing on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, I don't know if Carousel was a single, but, like, you know, Eminem's, Damn It, Josie, um, Apple Shampoo might have been a promotional single, I'm not okay. sure, but, yeah, that, if you think about it, I will give Tom credit and saying that, because he sang on all the small things, like, he gets a pass. Like, he gets a hard oh, pass, yeah. because that's Blink's, you know, signature song. He,
1: yeah, he, that song made, like, him the voice of, like, blink Winning. Yes. to an extent.
2: Or, or, at least, it at least showed them that there was more than one vocalist Yeah
1: yeah absolutely um yeah
2: um yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess we the final topic we can talk about and I've kept this from you because I want an honest uh, reaction from you okay is um and this is the first time we're doing this on STS too so this is really exciting um I'm gonna rank we're gonna rank the studio albums and like and the reason why I say it's exciting and, and we've never done this before is because on STS episodes I usually like to talk about the back catalog of Artists, you know, like we just talked about, you know, live albums, DVDs, and yeah. compilations, and stuff like that. Never, never really studio albums, unless we touch on, you know, favorite singles and deep cuts. Um, but with this, I figured because you know, like I said, Blink doesn't really have a lot. I guess I'm thinking about it now. We're we've gone on for a very long time about their back catalog, and we've also, but we have incorporated, you know, talking about their studio records. So I figured we can rank all seven of them. I'm not including Buddha in this even though I prefer that over Cheshire Cat Um, because to me that's still technically a demo. Yeah. Um, So I guess uh, we could go from did you want to go from bottom to top or top to bottom? Bottom to top.
1: Bottom
2: to top? Okay. So
1: yeah, so seven and
2: one. Okay, so my number seven is Cheshire Cat. (laughs) Because something has to be last. Yeah. Um, but but I, I will say this though, like there are good songs on Cheshire Cat. Oh yeah, yeah. You know my favorite, one of my top ten or fifteen Blink songs is "Wasting Time." Yeah. And that's the other, you know, single off of Cheshire Cat, if you will.
1: Yeah, I really, um, I really dig. Obviously, like uh, Carousel, Eminem's. Mm-hmm. Those are two great songs. Yeah. I agree. They need to like bring Eminem into their set. Um, <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm nodding my head. That makes for good radio. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: another song, uh, I think it's off Cheshire Cat, Romeo and Rebecca. Yep, that's off Cheshire. I, that's a, nice that's song. a really good song. I'm yeah. a really big fan of that song, too.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, would so you, yeah. Where would you rank that? Would you put that last? I'd, I'd
1: put that last, yeah. Okay,
2: sure. Uh, so, <laughs> my number six, Neighborhoods.
1: <laughs>
2: I feel bad. Convince me otherwise, because apparently you have a lot to say about it.
1: Uh... I don't know if I can convince you otherwise. It's it's a good album, but it's not, you know, it's
2: It's definitely not their best work, I'll I'll say that upfront.
1: You can you can tell that it was recorded very like separate from each other. They didn't have a lot of time Mm -hmm. before recording that or when recording that album. They didn't have a lot of in studio time together. Well, was that, kind of just recorded in yeah. separate studios. Well, that's
2: been well... That that separate studio thing's been well documented, oh, yeah. too. Like, even though they got back together and started writing stuff, like, they even got... They started writing stuff before the reunion was officially, like, announced. But, yeah... There was, th-
1: like, a... There was, like, an old, like, Something Awesome documentary or, like, thing. I remember they were playing... And this was, like, when they were recording... Um, I know yeah, you're the title. T- with the
2: untitled record I know which one you're talking about I forget the name of the documentary but yeah in that clip in that TV doc the up all night riff is yeah, in yep. and that blew my mind a- after like hearing Neighborhoods after that came out I re-watched that documentary because I was bored and I was just like
0: yeah, that exactly, riff just is in the background the- it's holy like-
2: shit you know um, where, where would so since you where would you rank Neighborhoods in your seven to one
1: I'd maybe put it a little higher than you had it. Okay. Um uh,
2: Would you put it above California? No. Really?
1: No. Okay. Um or Maybe not. Maybe look at it look like I I think I I think I agree. Yeah, I think 6 is a good spot. Okay. For the neighborhoods. Sure. Yeah.
2: I'm probably going to get shit from the internet for my number five, but my number five's California. And Why do you
1: think you get shit from the internet? Because everyone fucking hates
2: it, apparently, or at least everyone hates the, <laughs> the, the deluxe edition. <sighs> but, like, that's a whole other issue.
1: Every, everybody hates the deluxe edition. Well,
2: I mean, I think people hate the fact that the deluxe edition is basically another album on top of an album. Like, because California's, what, <laughs> 16 tracks or whatever? Yeah. And when they put the deluxe edition out, they released, like, 12 more tracks.
1: Yeah. And Which, they're all great. Yeah, they are all great. I, li- I like
2: the like. There's some bonus tracks off the deluxe edition that I like better than some of the yeah, regular yeah, tracks.
1: Exactly.
2: Bottom of the ocean being a very good example of that. Six eight. Uh, I I guess parking lot don't mean uh don't mean anything. You know all those tracks off there. But you know that also being said, I you know Los Angeles is probably my favorite Skiba song. Yeah. You know uh, along with. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, Left alone and all that. Yeah. (laughs) I after after the deluxe edition came out, I actually went on Spotify and I made like a playlist of like, all right, how would I like cut down this album? Like cut out the songs that I don't like and kind of rearrange them. Like, what would my cut of this album look like? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm really proud of it. Love to share no, I hear you. Songs. Yeah, no, dude, absolutely. you can look at
2: it after this is over. That's that's totally awesome because I I don't do that with records.
1: It's the for, only time yeah. I've ever done it I was like, what, right. what? Like, can I get rid of some of the songs that I'm right. not a fan? Actually, of? the
2: only time I've ever done that was with um, Hardwired by Metallica because reasons. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I'd I agree with
1: Neighborhoods number six. Yeah, okay, and then California. Uh, California number five.
2: California's number five for me. Oh, here we're getting to my number four. So my number four is Untitled. Um, I'm assuming you'd want to put it higher. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'd put. I'd also think I'd put California higher. Okay. Fight me, Internet. No, I will. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, here's why I put Untitled number four. It took when I initially got into Blink. It took me, a, admittedly, a very long time to get into Untitled because oh, okay. I because I had heard all this crap about. Untitled being very different from you know all the early stuff yeah um, and even though I liked neighborhoods, it uh, took me a little time to get used to untitled because it sounded different and that's uh, it doesn't come up as much but people still some people still think that untitled is very different. It's also well documented in that you know yeah. thing that we just talked
1: about Oh I I mean spoiler for what my list would be. Untitled is my number one. Really, that is my favorite. Okay, sure. All time, Blink record. I love I that respect that different. too. Yeah, I love that it's you know dark and more serious. Mm-hmm. Cause like you know silly jokey Blink is fun, mm-hmm. but I love when they get you know introspective. And
2: as far as yeah. like as far as dark Blink goes, um, I I will agree with you. Like Untitled is a very is probably the best of the oh yeah albums that are more overall. Serious. I mean, you know, California has some elements of like serious, has some serious tones in it. Even Take Off Your Pants and Jacket has some serious tones in it from time to time. But like, I, I, as far as a well rounded uh, record, I will agree with you. Untitled is probably like the best case of Blink being, you know, not a joke band anymore. Um, just closing out tab. So, which brings me to my number three, going back to Jokey Blink, Adam of the State.
1: Yeah, but so, um, I would rank it higher. I'd probably put it at number two. Okay. But yeah, it's definitely like I. It's obviously their their most popular. Yeah, option. it's
2: and that's the reason why it's only at number three and not at number two or number one because like yeah, it's the most popular record. Even though the, I I will say it was the first Blink record. That's the record that got me into Blink.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Um. However, my number two record. Uh, take off your pants and jacket. That was the first Blink record I ever bought and own a physical copy of. Yep. So I I hold Take off your pants and jacket a little bit higher, and I also think that it has better deep cuts on it. Whereas you know everybody knows every single track off of Enema of the State. Oh yeah. Or like some people will know like certain deep cuts off of Take off your pants and jacket.
1: Yeah, I think I think what puts Enema for me higher, like in the number two spot is just kind of not just the songs and, you know, just the feel of that album, but the impact it had on not only Blink's career, mm-hmm. but the entire genre at the time. Oh, yeah. Wow.
2: Well, it definitely put all that on.
1: Oh, mind. yeah. It blew it up. It, mm-hmm. You wouldn't have, you know, bands like New Found Glory, mm-hmm. like uh, Good Charlotte. So, simple Plan, Forty One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Those artists... Probably, I mean, I can't. You know, obviously, you can't say for sure they wouldn't have been anything right. anywhere mm-hmm. as big as they were without Enema's popularity. And mm-hmm. I guess you could also go back and argue without Dookie's popularity before oh, that. But yeah,
2: then people wouldn't have gotten into blank for that reason yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, for
1: sure. But no, just for what it's done for the genre. And I guess the cultural impact it has, I feel like that's what puts it at my number two spot. Okay.
2: I, I, another reason why I put Take Off Your Pants and Jacket at my number two spot is the deluxe tracks on those like special, random special editions. Yeah. The, I, j- even the joke songs are funny, but like the, this more serious deluxe tracks yeah. are so fucking perfect. Uh, like time right. to, so time to break up What went wrong and don't tell me that it's over. Yeah. Those all could have been on Take Off Your Pants and Jack Oh yeah, for They're sure so fucking good I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it now Because I really love those tracks Yeah,
1: you know, I, lo- I love the fact that with Take Off Your Pants and Jack That they had like Each, I guess, version of the album release mm-hmm. Had a joke song And it's like, haha, you know good life, yeah. life. But then they also had these, you know More meaningful yeah. songs
2: uh, um, The guy that I did the last um, ST with, STS with Tyler, I'm calling you out his dad has a copy of the red edition oh, really? of the special edition, so it's the it's the one that has "Time to Break Up" and Mother's Day on it. And when I was trying to get Tyler more into Blink, he doesn't listen to that much anymore. Ha. Um, he, but he, calling had, you out. I'm calling you out. Fight me. Like, I know. I'm calling you out, Tyler. Um, he's my best friend. I love him. But um, <laughs> his dad, yeah, his dad had a copy of that special edition, and so like Tyler knew about him have his dad having a Blink record. Um, but when he tried loading it into iTunes, like the track listing wouldn't come up. Really? Well, because the special edition wasn't on iTunes. They were yeah. only, if I remember right, they were only like, there was, that is a very limited release. If you can find like a special edition of Take Off Your Pants and Jacket in a store, like you struck gold, motherfucker. <laughs> like, so, so Tyler, he, you know, loads the CD in iTunes, the track listing doesn't show up. He calls me and is like. Hey, so this blink record that my dad has, the tracks aren't coming up. And I'm like, Are You sure that it's an actual blink record and not a burnt copy? He's like, Well, yeah. And uh, I, it's the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket record. And I had learned about the special editions before that. Mm-hmm. And my mind clicked. I was just like, What color's the disc? <laughs> and he said, It's just a red disc with a plane on it. And I'm just like, Bro,
1: <laughs>
2: let me tell you. Um,
1: uh, yeah, that's. No, the only, like, special, I guess, special Blink album I have is, um, I have a copy of Enema with the Red Cross still on. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: On top of, uh, on the hat? What's Her Face's hat, yeah. Yeah, because wow, they, cool. they had
1: to remove that and like, later that's releasing it right. because heard- the Red Cross was, like... We don't really use yeah. <laughs> it
2: our... that's right I forgot that that was a thing
1: yeah so that's the actual uh, the copy of Enema that I have on CD still has cool other I'll have th- to check to
2: see if that's on my copy that I have I don't think it, I it's not used. like it's
1: not like a super rare thing it's just like mm-hmm. a thing they don't make anymore so.
2: that's still that's still yeah. pretty decent man um, yeah so I guess that kind of leads me to my number one Dew Branch. Ooh. Whoa. here's why it's my number one there is not a single bad song on that album. It is consistently perfect. There is not one track that I skip. It's Blink's best pop punk record, if I can make a bold and broad statement like that. No, but in all seriousness, yeah. it's like in terms of their old stuff and like the, oh, pop, it, it's and the in terms it's... of like the pop punky side and like the fun love and Blink, like Dude Ranch is probably the best example of it.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, I can't I can't argue with you on that.
2: And all the like. Like I said, every single song is perfect from Pathetic to Voyeur to Untitled to Apple Shampoo to Emo to Lemmings, you know. Like, that record is just top to bottom solid. And I really wish that they would play more of those songs live, but I know that will probably never happen. No. Um, where would you rank Dude Ranch if you had to rank um, it?
1: I would put, hold on, I just. I and just, it can't be
2: number one because you already said Untitled. No, I know, one. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to go through like the list in my head and kind of rank everything. Okay, sure, yeah, go for it. Uh, so my number one, like I said, is Untitled. untitled. Number two is Enema. Okay. Uh, number three would probably be Take Off Your Pants. I respect that. Uh, then I would probably put. I'm gonna say I put Dude Ranch at okay. four. Sure. Um and then. California. I was, gonna say you be- to I
2: was gonna say you better not have put Dude Ranch under California because I'd smack you right here right now
1: in, in a loving way of <laughs> it, course it, but it's,
2: it's
1: there it's you know it's up. Awesome. It but I, it I also is. think like you. I agree with you like Dude Ranch just all the way through is just a near perfect album yeah like, and it's I goddamn agree. it, and you can't you can't, know, put you can't art you can't under California. It. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't
2: put that. You can't even you can't really put all the small things that are California no, there, if
1: I can be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um yeah, no, it's just they great. And I love that it like like we were talking about much earlier, that it's more than just the songs. It has all, you know, the blink banter mm-hmm. on the album. It's like a live album without being a live
2: album right no yeah cause that's and Dude Ranch is a good example of that too cause they have like little bits in between not all the songs but in like some <laughs> songs or whatever yeah. or like some yeah. yeah that's what I mean yeah
1: yeah okay so yeah I'd put, I'd put Dude Ranch probably number four okay. on my
2: list and I respect that as long as you have it above you know certain records but yeah. that's that's yeah okay cool um so I guess that kind of wraps up that episode that we this is one of the longer ones this is really fun so Anthony thank you so much for the time thank you so I, much for having me yeah uh, I guess plug what you have going on with yearless at this point because you have one show announced yeah a super sick show if Year- I might
1: add yearless is back and we're uh, next
2: back in the country Next yeah. back
1: in our country because when I
2: interviewed guys he was, st- he was he was he was talking about leaving but
1: yeah yeah it yeah. was god it was that long
2: ago you you guys were episode number four Thirty now. Five. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um. Yeah. No. We're uh. We're back. We're gonna be playing more shows in the coming months. Um. We're actually gonna go record music this month. Ooh. We're recording some new. Okay. Songs. Um. Yeah. So just be on the lookout. Check. You know. Facebook. Twitter we'll usually post about, you know, any shows we have coming up, then we'll post silly jokes. And, and what's games. the next show
2: you have coming up?
1: It is um it is I don't remember. October 7th. It. October. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for knowing when the Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: well, the lineup's super sick, that's how I remember it. So yeah. The lineup is you guys yep. with
1: nostalgic. shout out, and uh Gold Route.
2: shout out,
1: and blanking off the top is it of the it?
2: head. Down is the Canadian band? It's the Canadian band that they're on tour with. Hold on, we're gonna... We're gonna Google this. We are gonna Google the fuck out of this and we're also gonna see if Goldbrot's actually done something with the album <laughs> calling you guys out. motherfucker! just kidding, you guys. Are calling, calling you out. out. I'm, kidding, out. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You guys are awesome. Uh, please don't hate me. You guys were one of my favorite interviews. Um, uh, yeah, let down. Because they're from and they're from Canada, right. so they'll be coming here too. So that'll be super sick.
1: Yeah, that's that's the next show that we have announced. Um, we have a few other shows kind of in the, uh, you know, in the pipeline that aren't announced yet, but will be shortly. So yeah, that's kind of what we have going on. That's cool. We're back and we're ready to you know, hit it hard. Nice.
2: All right. Well then, yeah. Again, Anthony. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, this was fun talking about Blink for basically over an hour. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm super psyched to see what Yearless has in the future. Thank you. thank you. So there you have it, everybody. Many thanks again to Anthony from Yearless uh, returning onto the podcast and chatting about all things Blink 182. I had a lot of fun with this episode. Again, thank you guys. Uh, for listening and subscribing to the network uh 30 episodes strong man i i just can't believe it uh and yeah like anthony said uh yearless is back they're working on new music i can't wait for that i can't wait for the show they have coming up with Nostalgic, gold route and let i do want to make a little uh date correction it's october 17th not the 7th but it is at the lyric room in green bay so i highly recommend uh going there and checking out that show so in honor of that, uh, I'm going to feature a track from the band Let Down. They are a uh, Canadian pop-punk band. They're, they kick a lot of ass, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm going to feature the song uh, their, their song, Downcast, off their newest EP Till Now. It's really awesome. I hope you guys dig it. I'm Aaron Herster, and I will see you guys next time.